All right, welcome back. We got tickets for the American Speed Festival coming up at 348. You're not going to want to miss it. We've got big Lions news to talk about as well. Michigan, Michigan State also with the win. We'll do that coming up at 348. Lots to do still. Um, You know, there had been a lot of talk around the pandemic about not only the money that people were getting and, and, and where were they, where were they, what were they prioritizing during the pandemic, right? And the worry was for a lot of people that their mental health was going to deteriorate, whether they were inside, they weren't able to, to, to interact with people, they weren't able to continue on with their normal day to day. And look, everybody reacted differently. Everybody reacted differently. I, I'm, I'm, I'm somebody that if I'm in my house for a weekend, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to, it doesn't bother me. Like the pandemic really didn't bother me from a mental health perspective. I'm different. Some people, it really affected them. It really affected them to be home for a week, let alone, you know, months on end or working from home. And so there is a new study that was uh, published that says Americans invested in their mental health during the pandemic. Dr. Jonathan Cantor is the lead author, and he joins us. Doc, it's great to have you. Explain to me what you found. How did people invest in their mental health during the pandemic? Yeah, sure. So we looked at data for about 7 million beneficiaries who were covered by commercial insurance. And between the pandemic start and about August 2022, we found a sizable increase in the utilization of mental health, as well as the spending for mental health as well um, for this population in particular. So what did you find that people were, when when it came to spending, what were they spending their money on? What was the what was the, the, the biggest, uh, I guess, help for people? So we mostly found that, um, at least for the mental health claims that we were looking at, that anxiety had increased a lot to a sizable degree. Um, and that individuals, we can't really parse out whether or not it's the same, these are new patients or if they're existing patients. Um, so that's some work that we have to do in the future. But right now, we've just seen that in general, folks were spending more time and effort in trying to actually get care. Um, which is encouraging. Um, And I think one of the things that's important to note also is that we saw a really large increase in telehealth visits um, and spending during the pandemic. Um, And that's mostly because new rules and regulations during the pandemic. And is it is it fair to say then that telehealth will kind of be I mean, I I think it still exists in certain ways that can be beneficial. But for the long term, is that has that become almost uh, a, a unique way that we can attack that we can address mental health in in the immediate instead of oh you got to go and get in your car and drive to your doctor to go see them and talk to them no you can actually you can be in a in a what you perceive to be a safe space you don't have to go through all the rigmarole is this a a, a tool that i from a mental health perspective we're going to be able to use going forward that's the hope um we, you know by august 22 2022 we found that individual in-person visits were about 80% of what they were at the pre-pandemic levels. Um, but overall mental health use was still substantially higher than from pre-pandemic, which is mostly because of telehealth. Um, whether or not that keeps going or not is an outstanding question. Um, you know, with the public health emergency recently expiring, um, I think we're going to need to do more research to just keep seeing whether or not those rates continue. Um, and I think another really important point is, you know, the quality of care that we get. Um, is it comparable to in-person or is telehealth the same? Um, I think we're reaching a new period where folks can feel more comfortable 
trying to do things such as telehealth. But, you know, if the quality isn't the same, that's just, you know, something that we have to study more. How important is it from a a self-realization standpoint, right? You can talk to your doctor and they can point out signs or they can they can give you kind of a, a an umbrella view of things that would fall under the mental health that maybe you need to look at or, or evaluate. But from the pandemic perspective, I mean, we were we were kind of isolated. We were in a in a position where. It was it was me, myself and I in a lot of cases. Did that help people identify some of the issues that they were dealing with maybe before the pandemic and was exasperated during the pandemic? How did the pandemic actually play a role in people identifying their mental health issues? So I think one of the things that's really important to consider here is that, you know, initially on, we kind of had, um, you know, social distancing in effect. And so it was kind of encouraged that folks um, defer care to some degree, but then also could potentially get telehealth visits. So I think that's one of the components. And then also in general, I think that, you know, there's a whole policy landscape that kind of opened up that kind of encouraged folks to use telehealth when they hadn't previously. So, you know, the exact mechanisms as to whether or not individuals realize they need to get health, help or not um, is something that would probably have to be studied a little bit more in the future. But I think my understanding is that, you know, it could be that the policy levers really made this possible. So you're dealing with roughly almost two and a half million dollars per 10,000 beneficiaries per month is what it was pre-pandemic on spending on mental health. That increased to three point five million dollars during the pandemic. Do you see that that ascending still even further as we're on the other side of the pandemic? Do you think people are still going to spend even at elevated levels? Are we going to see next year another million dollars? Are we going to still see people spending money to address their mental health needs? So, you know, we kind of saw that they were starting to level off start in like 2022. So that's one question. Um, Usually it takes a little bit of time for us to aggregate the data. So it's a great question that has to be continued to studied. Um, It's just that we don't know as of yet. Um, and again, a lot of this is going to depend on how what happens now that the public health emergency expired. Um, you know, it, it does change things a little bit, and so we'll just need to do continuous research to just make sure to see what the uh, spending rates going to look like. From a medical perspective, how has the area of mental health changed? That is a question that uh, that's a. Uh, a question I don't know if I can be able to answer in the best way possible. Um, I think during the pandemic, we just found that, you know, the needs for individuals increased and spiked, um, you know, for a lot of the reasons that you had described. And so there's ultimately more modalities available that sure. we were able to use. Yeah. But in terms of like what it, what the transformative effect of everything is, um, I, like I said, you know, I think we need more research for it. In terms of oh, then, let's talk about the research here. Yeah. What else are you looking at? How, how does how did this study then influence what you're going to be looking at in the future? Sure. So I think one thing that we didn't do that we should do in the future is examine disparities. I think you know telehealth utilization rates are not even across all populations, and you know a lot of it depends on you know how good the local broadband is, or um, you know whether or not you're residing in an area that's urban or rural, um, you know, I think we need to actually continue to study whether or not disparities exist in utilization for telehealth um, and whether or not things have gotten better or worse um, in terms of disparities during the pandemic. Um, There's been a lot of work in that space, not as much in telehealth um, for mental health care. 
And I think that we'll want to do that as well as look at studies that are dealing with other populations. We really focused on commercially insured individuals mm-hmm. um, as opposed to individuals who are covered by public insurance. And again, we focused on adults. So kids are another important population. No doubt about it. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Cantor, good stuff. Uh, we, we continue to uh, watch some of the other interesting studies that you put out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, in the meantime, uh, we've been rapping about a lot of stuff today, obviously the UAW issues. I, I, I was looking at uh, one of the polling that was done, and Donald Trump has actually increased his lead post-debate. Now, we, we have become pretty known. I mean, it's, it's, it's known that Donald Trump does things a different way. He sets a different standard, and, and I think that we are seeing you know, other people post Donald Trump that are considering doing a lot of the things that he does, whether it's the Democrats and how they put on the spectacle with with Joe Biden's uh, anointment to the office, all of those things. Are we seeing could we possibly see another shift because of something Donald Trump did? I'll explain coming up on the other side. 800-859-0957, 800-859-0WJR. More next. 